Get into gate episode 203. We're talking Stargate SG1, the Get Into Gate team here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Brendan hey, and Maddie. Yo. And back for a second week on his second stint on the podcast. Hello, Craig. What's doing, buddy? Hey. Huh. It's one of my favorite episodes, this one. Oh, is it? Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Glad you picked a good time for the <laughs> second time in probably four and a half years. Like, here we go. We're Pandemic. here to talk. Babylon, episode eight of season nine. I asked everyone to do their homework last week. And guys, I hope you did what Brendan and I refused to do in high school and yeah. did your freaking homework so we can talk about Babylon with it fresh mm. in your mind. Before we get into it, let's go with the old synopsis. i got my... Oh, how's that? How good's that sound? You just hear. Oh, you, was that the scary thought? You actually pick up a thing and you can't hear the disc in there, and you're like, just that moment of panic where you can't, you don't know where the DVD no, is. For me, what's even scary is when you can hear the DVD moving around in the yeah, case because oh, it hasn't yeah. in, and you're like, it's scratching! Oh my god! Especially after you've bought it, you well, bought it, yes. and, yeah. and then you, loose. The clip yeah. in the middle is broken. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're holding it upside down. You're like, just don't scratch. Loose. I do that now, but it's with my 18 month old, and I pick up like a PS5 or PS4 case. And I can't hear a disc, oh. and I'm like, I think oh, when you pick up your 18-month-old and be like, don't break, don't break, don't scratch. <laughs> yeah. I got over that like a six months. Yeah. When they it's get your, to that your, old, they yeah. don't break. Like, oh, I mean, he's, he's four kids in at this point. Like he's yeah. bouncing around as soon as she was born. He was just like, yep, yep, passing like a football. Yeah, yeah exactly. They they can look after themselves. Anyway, <laughs> Babylon, SG1 is eager to meet the legendary warriors of Sudan, but the team gets ambushed in the firefight. Mitchell is separated from the others. His captors cure his injuries only to inform him that because he has shed Sudan blood, he must suffer a ritual battle to the death. Can, can you cure a gunshot wound? Is that what you do? Or do you not? Do you cure it or do you just heal it? Yeah, you would think you would you think treat heal, it. right? Yeah, treat you it. Treat you it. treat you a gunshot. And yeah, treat it, did they? Because yeah. that looks painful. Mm. Uh, Damien Kindler Kindler, who did last week's Atlantis episode that we spoke mm. about, right? And uh, directed by Peter Deloise in yeah. what I'm going to say feels very unlike a usual Peter Deloise episode. Yeah. Like as far as, you know, s- jokes per minute, the old JPM yeah. uh, to serious mm. stuff going on. Well, look, you, you asked about homework. Mm. Now, I didn't watch this episode but I did watch The Last Samurai. So did that, <laughs> yeah. does that count? Now, w- w- also, great choice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Of Consider course, and- you and Tom Cruise get a mate. room. Oh, yeah. That was a great show. Anyway, we'll <laughs> Ken Watanabe, mate. What's that? Uh, here, what, uh, Sonata, the other bloke that doesn't mm. like him in that film? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we can go off on yeah. a whole tangent. No, I, I, I didn't actually watch that. Well, but, you um, should. There's nowhere to watch it. I tried. The only way I was paying- Are you telling me you're lying to your listeners? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I tried. I was going to watch it after I watched Babylon just to see the, the you know, the things that are similar about these two mm-hmm. films. The only place to watch it was like on Amazon Prime for $4.99. I'm like, hell no. How does no one have that film at the moment? Um, right. You've heard of the Pirate Bay, right? Uh, we don't do that <laughs> oh, in we, this room. We don't believe in that yeah. in this room at all, which is why we're so upset that Stargate is not a, given, available given anywhere that for a, free. Given that a member of the team is a working actor, we don't like to pirate things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I have to say the full term when I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, otherwise Lincoln, he gets furious. Yeah. Like, oh, do you want to do pirates? He's like, whoa, hey, no, no, hey, this is mm. against the industry. This yeah. just takes money out of people's pockets and food out of children's mouths. I'm like, do you want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean? He's like, off. Oh, yeah, let's do yeah, that. Let's like, watch all of them. It's, touch, yeah, it's yeah. a touchy subject. Yeah, yeah you've got to be very careful. Yeah. Well, with Stargate, I watch it on dailymotion.com. <laughs> but you own all the DVDs, so that's fine. Yeah, you've paid your dues. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. You, you have, you have it's not streaming anywhere either. It's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's not as if you can go down to Blockbuster and get yourself no. a copy, is it? Yeah. That's right. And I'm not going to pay another 
knows how much for Apple. Mm. Yeah. I, I just it's actually it's only like eighty bucks to buy all ten seasons or something. Is it? Yeah. But Look, I'm still I not watched, gonna do um, it. Uh, I forget what movie it was. Something that been out it's only been out like a year or whatever. So I, I watched that on YouTube and I paid three ninety nine. That's fine. I'm not paying four ninety nine for a movie that was made in like two thousand and four. No, that's no. outrageous. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, some of these streamers and they were, they should were have thirteen ninety nine for the HD version. I was mm. like, get extra. F- <laughs> <laughs> like, how come they don't have any of those like seventies, eighties weekly movies that we used to get when we were kids? Yeah, under oh, those, yeah. Yeah. get them for a dollar for a week. Yeah, throw Mama oh, from awesome. the train. There's something yeah. I was like that. reading over a couple of weeks ago online. People were talking about the fact that, yeah, these streamers seem to forget that movies pre the 90s exist. Mm. You know, or like all of them. It's not like Amazon are like, we do everything and Netflix are cool because they only do the modern. Everyone just wants to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All our like younger audience. This is everything from like when you were born, right? Because, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw uh, there was a. Um uh, there was a tweet or something the other day. One of the guys from Monty Python is like, you can't get Monty Python any- on any streaming service anywhere. John Cleese, like that was. That. Oh, was it? There you go. Are you telling yeah. me it's not on Brickbox? That's another stream here that I'll, oh, I'm not touching not. that, guys. Yeah, no, it's I'm not fine. with that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, like, sure, it's great. Yeah, Monty Python, that probably would get cancelled these days. And there'll oh, be so that's much. probably why. They just yeah, couldn't, that's, they couldn't yeah, bring maybe. the attention like, on themselves. Can you imagine if the BBC played that? Like these days. <laughs> they, they would just, they'd lose their minds. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, I would like to see that though. No, Babylon. I'm sure you can buy or rent that for like three dollars an episode. If you do want to check it <laughs> Drop out, Drop Dead Fred. Been oh, looking oh. for that one. Can't get it anywhere. I ended up buying that on DVD for like five bucks from JB. Yeah, it didn't hold up as well as I'd hoped, but still good. Are you guys yeah. all watching Stargate on the physical media or? Yeah. So I've got it on uh, Amazon Prime with the MGM subscription. On oh, no, someone's that. done all right. Yeah, yeah. Money back. <laughs> <laughs> Government Glad worker over here. <laughs> uh, no, I think we all funny. sort of out of principle just went fuck that because we were watching it on Stan and then yeah. great, great, people, people. great people, I mean, great, great people, people, great people. They took it off Stan, if anything. Yeah. Questionable like, from Stan. They but took the yeah, from that's it from that's it. They fought hard yeah. for it. Yeah. But you know, Bezos money. So yeah. I do who have could all, fight against mm. it? I do have all the physical media there, but yeah, yeah. sometimes it's yeah, just you I think get it's, up I think and it's good because I was I was um yeah, oh my god, I felt so I was like, Oh god, I have to change discs, like so spoiled. Yeah. But it is good because um through the streaming services you don't get the like the bonus features and the audio commentaries and yeah, stuff like that. So true. and this one was another fucking gold audio commentary because it was Peter DeLuise and his old mate Gary Jones. Um <laughs> Is it their last one? Yes. I couldn't believe it. So apparently production decided you guys are too loose. We're not allowing you to do uh, commentaries anymore. So we Cooper. all know that was Cooper. <laughs> You're actually sounding like having too we much fun. We all know. So yeah, yeah um, people want to know things about the production. No, they don't. Yeah, they want to be entertained, mate. So have a listen to this. This is like the o- very, very opening of the audio commentary <laughs> to the point where they're talking about it. And you can tell they get edited out, and it just goes straight into like just the audio of the yeah. episode because they were obviously was spilling too much, you know, behind yeah. the scenes stuff. Have a listen to this. Hello, my name is Peter Deloise, director of this episode entitled Babylon, and I would like to introduce you to my very good friend and compatriot, Gary Jones. Hey there, folks. Uh, I play uh, the part of uh, Walter Harriman, the technician, and uh, let me just say that uh, I believe this will be our last commentary together. That's very sad. This is a very solemn, very sad occasion. If you've been listening to these commentaries, you know that, that, that uh, I usually uh, end up doing the commentary with Gary Jones because Gary is one of my favorite people on the planet. And so much so that I have him do commentaries of Atlantis as well. Yeah, and I don't know if we're not 
getting the point across or or we babble too much. In this case, babbling would be good because that's the title of this episode, <laughs> babbling, babbling on. <laughs> Once inhabited by And then they just fade it out. A village shrouded in the mist of time. Sounds like a movie trailer. For like a minute. Yeah, for like a full minute. Wow. So like they're obviously telling telling sort of what happened, that production told them they couldn't do it anymore because they're too oh. loose. They're too loose. They're too loose in the Yeah, they're not allowed to do it. Oh, right. Yeah. Together. Yeah, yeah. Which, I thought you meant like they then took an artistic choice to just let that carrot dangle over the audience. But you're, they told no. the story and the powers that be yeah. took that out. But let them say, hey, this is our last one. But then, oh, yeah. my God. Wow. Yeah. And to Politics. the point where in this, they went... They went like scorched earth in this episode. They're like, this is going to be our last episode. F***ing everybody is getting roasted. Well, that he kind of got a hold of this guy pretty easy. Well, that's because he knew he could kick his ass anyway. Did you say ass? I meant his donkey. What's with the um, hats hanging on there? Do you think somebody just decorated these rooms and said, I'm going to put the hat here. How does this hat look? That They do wear the hats later on. Okay. And there's make sure. a lot of Asian influence in their design here. Right. But that is how that is where the Last Samurai and our show differs. <laughs> Separate where, you, the, where the fork in the road is. Y- yes, just roast like down to set deck. They're like roasting <laughs> set deck about a hat that's on the wall. <laughs> They're just like we don't give a fuck anymore. I loved it. It's so good. So yeah, if anyone does have the physical media, I urge you strongly, as with any Peter Deloise um, audio commentary, have a listen to this one. There's um there's at one point where. Gary Jones just goes off for a solid minute and a half about like girdles and farts and back hair and just <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. It's brilliant. All it's of the so important good. stuff in his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Todd. I was very excited to see him yeah, pop up. Yeah, buddy. I'm like, oh, have we got someone who's going to have a deeper voice than Teal'c? This is going to be a fun like conversation mm. between these two. Obviously, we didn't get to see that. Which oh, is a can shame. you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine if? Um, Chris Judge and Tony Todd like shared a scene together. I know. How many times did they call each other? Oh, brother. 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 <laughs> brother. No brother. Yeah. Um, I think you need to be deeper. Mm, as brother, Daniel says. Brother. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so the Warriors of Sodan, they've been, mm. they're, they're essentially a myth, right? Like been, uh, They mm. were there 5,000 years ago. Well, yeah, that was when they... They separated themselves from the, from the Jaffa, yeah, from the Gould, and, and and just like don't they? I mean, they're mm. kind of a bunch of dicks, right? Because and who are they? Okay, they By say the they way, go on like raids, but like they're not they're not out there going on missions to stop the Gould. They just basically send out their own version of the Predators, right? They said when they're their youngest warriors as a as an initiation type, you know, proving themselves a man, yeah. go out there, steal some baby Gould. That's Gould, about right. it, right? Like they they, they, they could have gone and helped um, hack Till, but they were like. Those bitches. Yeah, like, they could have been doing guys. a lot of things. Like, but contribute. I'm just like when they said they've been missing for so long. Other up until that mention of the mission, uh, or the missions where they go off and 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 get the get the gold. I'm like, what? What are you training for here? And I know they all get to live a lot longer because they're they're Jafar, but these people like mm. surely are younger than their group, right? They're people that have been separated from everybody else. None of them were around to see that happen. They've just... No, because yeah, Tony Todd has that line where he says, like, oh, his, his, ancestors his ancestor and... was one of yeah. the, the original group that so separated just, or whatever. They're carrying on that sort of, yeah. that, that feeling, that belief, that, that that ideal. But you guys just waking up and going, oh, I guess we've got to train. For what? Don't know. We're warriors, though. We're so yeah. 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 But we're definitely not going to fight anyone. What about the Jafar? No, f*** them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are Jafar. Nah, we're yeah. different. Were we're there better. any women there? I didn't look You're too right, closely, actually. but... Well, there's that one little well, Asian girl. Yes. Was, yeah, but there was children. But surely, 
No. Well, there was those two children, so... <laughs> well, that even stuck out to me because I'm like, so far, all we'd seen for a lot, we, we'd just seen a lot of black guys walking and then all of a sudden there was a you know, young Asian uh, actor and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, obviously, Jafar, like, different, you know, um, uh, ethnicities you know, so within the Jafar. So, I'm like, well, that's good that enough of them were all able to get out together so we've got a sort of a, a mixed mm. group going on. But you're right, I don't remember seeing... Even one, and I watched this a couple of hours ago. I don't remember seeing any women. So maybe they make their women live in a separate village. Yeah, makes sense. Classic. Five thousand years old. They're still stuck in chauvinistic, extra far ways, right? Either that, or they they just kidnap children from different planets. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. Just go to Gould villages. Just like, just take uh, baby Gould and women, and just be like, "Here, you're gonna father my child." They're like Vikings. Yeah, just take what they want. They're maybe you're free now. (laughs) What? You've taken me away from my mum, and you killed my father. We, uh, you're we, welcome. Can we just loop back to Tony Todd for a second? I thought you were going to, you know, say something about Tony Todd. So I just, I was, I was leaving you some space there. Oh, but get yes. your finger ready um, for the that's one. Just in case, just in case anyone doesn't know where Tony Todd is from. Um, Which one was Tony Todd for those who don't know? Uh, Hikon. He's like the main, the big grand poobah guy of of the Sodan. Yeah, yeah, the big main guy. That's Candyman. Tony Todd, Candyman. Don't oh, yeah. look now. Right. Very famous Candyman. Yes. Also, Tony Todd, who plays Worf's brother on Star Trek. Oh, you might not know that. Michael Warren's no, brother. No, I didn't. Oh, he, he said it. That can't be a th- like. I no. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. it. Up. <laughs> no, Peter did. You Peter brought did. it up, bro. I I was talking about the Candyman. I was talking about who, the Candyman. Who reference. sent the audio file in? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they just oh, I can find just out. <laughs> it's like a random email. From Look, Cooper. I just you know I was yeah. I was there about the Candyman stuff, and I just forgot to edit that that last bit out. So, I, do I really get a that's one? Oh, I don't know, mate, because I haven't pressed these buttons in three years. <laughs> Excellent. Let's see. It's not official unless you can play the sound. It didn't. It didn't work. Hang on a second. Just add it in and post. Yes, ah! it works. Oh, blow the cobwebs off. Let's Woo! just get it again for good measure. That's one. Yeah. Give me that's two, just because. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can give you a that's two by by association because did they have like that was in the audio commentary? Yeah. yeah. Within the show itself, they had a. Star Trek reference, right? Because um, oh, I don't know who I didn't write who was talking to each other. Mm. Or was it the guy that was caring for Mitchell? And then he's like, "Oh, well done, Bones," because he'd given oh, him like a little yeah, sort of cure all thing right. or something. Yeah. And I didn't get he goes, that. Don't worry, you yeah. get the reference. But I just like Bones. Yeah. I'm like, I know that as one of the OGs, Enterprise crew, right? Like that's all I know. In a sci-fi show, oh, you throw it. You watch the movie. You watch well, the JJ films with. Are they, um, yeah. Do they not share character names, <laughs> Matthew? Urban. I know I'm not <laughs> supposed urban. to watch anything else. It's got to do with JJ. I get it. Fucking <laughs> JJ and Ruin Johnson can get. <laughs> How dare you? Um, um, so good. But I, okay, so well, there, there there was another reference too, but it wasn't an, it wasn't so much uh, an audio reference as it was something they did in the episode towards the end. It's funny you should say that because this is the fight to the death at the end of the episode show, yeah. which they had been putting off for years. You may even recall the episode in which uh, in Star Trek where Spock and Kirk fought to the death oh, at the end with the double classic. with the double headed uh, weapon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And who could forget da, the music? Ace Ventura. So, isn't it interesting how they resolved this in the exact same way they resolved I that been, episode? I haven't been listening. Well, they they drug him, <laughs> they drug him, and they make him look like he's dead. Oh, and then he's not. Which is how they. That's how they resolved the 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 thing with Kirk. Is they they gave him a drug, and and he was technically dead because he stopped breathing for a moment. 
Yeah, that's where I cut out like a full 90 seconds of Gary Jones talking about him being in a Star Trek the musical play where he played Captain Kirk with a girdle and <laughs> goes on about all this sort of stuff. It's wild. Um, but they did at the end there also, they talked about You Would Have Loved It, Brendan. They made a um, Cable Guy reference because there's a whole big thing at the end of Cable Guy where they reference the fight between Kirk and Spock. Oh, maybe that's what it was from. I knew mm-hmm. it was a Jim Carrey thing. Yeah. Yeah, when you said Ace Ventura, and I'm like, I don't know. Well, no, Ace Ventura is the. Yeah, when he's in the. How's that go again? <laughs> you gotta have to do the hand flip when you do yeah, it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you so what, I'll, I'll uh, take it. That's too funny. <coughs> that's a two minute. Oh, you're right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we haven't heard him in a while. Oh, I love it. God, that button's actually glowing again. It <laughs> looked like it was going faint. Uh, ben Browder certainly knew he had a shirtless scene coming up. Uh, mm. My man had been doing some God, crunches. Yeah. Absolutely, um, little bit of little bit of brown sugar on him as well. Love to see yeah. that. He's you oh, know yeah. he's in the he's in the mid to late two thousands. He's, he's known he, for he that. Didn't, he didn't feel the need to shave that off. He oh, he kept it in Farscape as well. Good yeah. man. And he's got, Good a, he's, man. got he's, he's like he's got some monkey mitts too. He's got some quite hairy forearms yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, does his he own stunts. Mm. Takes his own shirt off. I, I was wondering about that. Like <laughs> in the scene where he's getting trained, and the guy who I don't remember the character name was invisible. Uh, Joel, the the real life brothers. Yes. So the, so the two brothers in yeah, the episode in the credits. Um, credits. I was like, yeah. okay, because uh, and I was confused too. Because yeah. when he killed that guy, and then someone else comes and shows up and grabs him, I'm like, that's the same guy. Yeah. Like they may as well. I don't know if they're twins in real life, or they just went, "Hey, you brothers," but we'll give you the same go to. Like, and... It's like Jarvis and Jeremy George, or something yeah. like that. So yeah, so they're real, uh, real Jarvis life brothers. I'm so glad that they're actually brothers, though. Yeah. So I was like, these guys look really similar. Mm. You're no like, racism. Oh, am I feeling racist right now? Like, <laughs> 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 okay, no, they're brothers. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> well done, Deloise yeah. Yeah. and, yeah, and Kim Lacondo. Just put two black people there. They all look alike, right? Yeah. <laughs> now they're brothers. Thank God. Yeah. White people. Wipe the brow. So in the, according to the commentary, at least in all the scenes, like in that little training ring in the back there, where they're just like one-on-one fighting with the weapons and stuff like that. Browder was doing all those stunts himself. Mm. He was throwing himself around, but the ones where like he's getting smacked in the face by the invisible yeah. thing, that was a stunt guy. They wouldn't, they wouldn't allow him to do that after they saw the daily. It looked good the... though. Cause a couple of, like, there were longer shots running towards yeah. the camera and it looked like, looked a shitload like him. And then he just all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. I'm like that. That looked really good. I hope that he did that. And he used to do that kind of shit in Farscape all the time as yeah. well. He always throw himself yeah. around. So there's um, that one where um, he gets kicked, like the really good Taekwondo kick in the gut, and he's like legs fly from out. Yeah, and mm. lands directly on his stomach. And I was like, man, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I knew that he does that himself. Yeah, he loves to throw himself around and do all that kind of shit. How long was he doing that for? Because I thought I picked. I, I wrote down that. I felt like he said they were doing it for six weeks. Like he'd been training for was at least oh, three bags of sand. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd been doing it for six exactly. weeks, but then in the next scene back on the base, you know, again they could have been referring to an isolated part of the interrogation of the brother. But they talked about, hey, we've had nothing. Ha-. He hasn't mentioned even a name in two weeks. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. But how long was he healing for? And you know, so has Mitchell been missing for six weeks? And then this guy's only been properly interrogated for two because he was healing along the way. He was unconscious or something. Because I was just like, oh, that's an an insane amount of time for him to have been missing because yeah. we just got told at the beginning of the episode, hey, we're looking for him. And then nothing until, yeah. you know, 20 minutes later when uh, when Landry comes in and says, oi, we're spending so much money right now. Yeah. And like the Russians and the Chinese are getting pissed off. And I did know. like that line where he says, um, oh, we're even scanning like moons yes. and planets. Because obviously that's a, that's a yeah. throwback to Paradise Lost when O'Neill and Mayborn got transported oh, to the moon and they thought they were still on the planet. 
Um, so I love that, you know, it shows that, you know, SGC's learning. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They could have been transported somewhere else in the, in the solar system. So let's just scan the whole thing. That's good because I didn't even pick up on that. And I was wondering, I'm like, well, that's convenient mm. that like the time that you really can't find him that you're like, oh, maybe he's on a completely yeah. different body of, you know, of rock floating out there in that solar system. Like, why why would you do that? But that makes total yeah, sense. So That's great. What, There's what another we... bit of dialogue in that scene, which I found pointless, that Carter says, Dr. Lee got a zap and he can't feel his legs. And then someone goes, how will he, How is he? And he'll be fine in a few days. I'm like, but yeah. we didn't see any of oh. yeah, so yeah, yeah. why does that matter? I don't remember that bit. Yeah, it would have been It'd funny be to see Dr. Lee See get, that, yeah. that. That scene would have been funny. Do we, do we know then, like... Because they just got transported to, like, the other side of the planet. Yeah. So, the Sodan have their little wrist-mounted cloaks. So, was it just that big spire pillar thing that was, like, cloaking the entire village? Is that that how we're led to believe that we couldn't find them with scans of the whole planet? Yeah, I hope so. Because I just thought that was a transporter. Like, Mm. I thought they just sort of... It was, was, yeah. Yeah. Because you can, but you can go back to the gate. It'll take you months. You have to go yeah, over no one's ever made the trip yeah, on yeah. Foot, mountain or whatever. Yeah, and so, and if Landry said that, you know, the, the, the Prometheus is, like, taking scans and stuff like that, mm. then there's got to be something cloaking them Well, uh, it's not the Daedalus. Scans. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, no I mean, idea. I mean, the Prometheus could beam up the entire... <laughs> they did that establishing <laughs> shot where you could see the entire village in the valley. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. Interesting. Maybe it's all, like, a Wakanda thing. It's just, like... yeah. What, like a, a town in the middle of a continent like, full of black people? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, that, but also the the canopy that protects them, so you can't yeah. you can't detect um, the 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 city. Maybe yeah. the Prometheus's scanning beams go at like an angle, and there was like a mountain in the way. And yeah, mountain or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a Nokia, whereas the Prometheus is, like a, <laughs> is, a, is a Samsung or something yeah. like that. The Asgard or Apple, the Asgard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, oh, jeez, I just lost it now. Oh, yeah, I guess we'll just put that down to ancient technology. Yeah. There was a weird line there. I should have grabbed the audio, but I didn't. Where Carter says, oh, what is this? And Daniel says, it's ancient writing. She says, have you seen anything like this? He goes, nope, beats me, Tilk. And he's like, nope. But I know exactly what it says. <laughs> I was like, what the f-? Yeah, I had to play that back three times as well. Like... It was weird. No, it was, well, it's because there's normally so much more ancient writing. I think you'll yeah. find, and there's just like yeah, that small amount of writing. Like <clears throat> yeah, what did I've he not say? Seen it was this before. Yeah, well, aperture of well, whatever. no, like because Daniel was able to translate it straight away. So I think it was just a, a poorly written line. Yeah, in that Daniel was like Carter was referring to the technology. Yeah, have you ever seen this before? Yeah, Daniel goes no. Teal Teal goes. Nah. No. And then Daniel goes, well, it says that it's blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Carter was referring to the obelisk itself. Yeah, but it's not ma- the writing. When you ask Daniel straight away, you're asking about the writing first. Yeah, he was talking about writing. Yeah, Daniel says, goes to writing, yeah, Carter goes yeah. to technology. Yeah, so it was this weird back and forth where it just a, needed one little line or a pause yeah, or a different... Was, yeah, yeah I, I, had to, I had to go back about three times to um, have that make sense to me because, I, yeah, I, I um, that was bumped up against that too. odd. Aperture or gateway to enlightenment. Mm. So isn't there an episode of, we probably haven't, maybe we haven't seen it, where in Atlantis where Shepard goes to an enlightenment oh, area. Oh, yeah. Is that yet to come? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's to yeah, come. Yeah. yeah, that's to come. That's Epiphany, I think. Yes. No spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, it was weird. And haven't we always talked about, because they mentioned this, the, the Eye of the Gods, 
But it's almost like he was referring to the obelisk as the Eye of the Gods, mm. not not the Stargate. But I feel like we've referred to Eye of the Gods as the Stargate. As the Stargate. Because the guy says, "What's the? You came through the Eye of the Gods," and and Mitchell says, "What's that?" I'm like, "Wouldn't you guess it's a Stargate?" Oh, I thought he meant. I thought he said we came through the Eye of the Gods, as in the obelisk was uh, what they called. Yeah, the no, Eye you're of the right. Gods. Yeah, but then Mitchell said, "What's that?" I'm like, "Wouldn't you assume oh, it'd yeah, be the Stargate?" Yeah. Yeah, he was going, oh, so we're on a different planet. And he's like, no, the fucking pylon thing. Yeah, yeah, meaning that then, because then Mitchell would think, oh, we're on a different planet. Yeah, yeah, they've taken me through the Stargate to a different planet. Yeah, you're right. But they didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit weird. A few weird things. Yeah. How do we all feel about the the Sawn-Off staff weapons? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like them. It's not a bad idea. It's a bit like in The Warrior that this reminded me of the other Peter Deloise Oh yeah, the episode in the season five, so, written by Chris Judge, because they had the the wooden. I feel like they were shorter as well. Yeah, because they? they were the practice. Yeah, yeah, the practice, practice. ones. Uh, the way I look at it, you know, coming from a military background, like the regular like U.S. Army guys have got the longer M16, mm-hmm. and their special forces mm. guys have got the smaller M4. Ooh, I like think it. about it. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like the staff weapon. I was thinking of a sawn off, but. That's <laughs> yeah, we're not yeah. robbing service stations, mate. <laughs> well, they were, they were. Well, yeah, technically. Well, yeah, and it's like the, the normal Jafar use the um, staff weapons to intimidate, like the human slaves and stuff like that. Whereas, like the Sodan, no need, don't need to do that. Yeah. So they're like whip them in the if face. If, yeah, if there's no, there's no point hanging around that big f-ing flared end if it's unless it holds a power source or something like that. There's no point. So it's like let's just get rid of that, mm. keep it nice and tight, and we can get in and get out. Yeah, what is that for? Digging mm. trenches because there's what is it in... smacking people in the face? Yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah. Because in in fifth race we see the insides of a staff weapon. Because remember O'Neill takes yeah. the power source and but it's like up in the, the hand, head, hand, the handle right in or the in the head. head or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, the tail must just have nothing in it except for that big purple for big balance, purple thing. I guess. Or... Yeah, maybe it's just got like um, a heavy piece of knack with a weight in there. Yeah, yeah, just to ding someone in the head. Yeah, just to make them carry it around. So um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind the um the little sawn off um. So it is, they look a little bit dinky. I wish, like, it'd be good if they'd put something else on the end of them. Mm. Like, the way they kind of just end, you're just like, oh, it needs Put, like, a spike on the end so I yeah. can stab yeah, people. that'd be good. Yeah, a little axe or something. That'd be cool. Or, like, even the, the blade, like, the, the fight that um, oh, yeah. they had at the end with the, the double-ended sort of, like, one of those on the end of it would yeah, be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like how Matt goes double-ended. And he's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the action. Like, well, we're so familiar. Clearly. Like, <laughs> and like natural, <laughs> natural. You guys are pro. <laughs> uh, I was surprised with the the aura involvement, the way the episode was going, mm. the fact that I haven't seen this in so long, and all of a sudden the priors walking through the village. I'm like, oh shit! Like we're really starting to layer things. You know, we said on our last uh, SG One podcast a couple of weeks ago, we're like, oh, all of a sudden, like the aura, just yeah, it's not a thing we're talking about right now. Like it was mm. all Baal, it was Earth based. The Ori who have been this growing threat for the first couple of episodes, nah. I'll just take a week off. Like, they're out there pillaging the galaxy, but that's fine. Whereas this one, I probably would have been fine with it because of how isolated the story was. I, I mean, at this point, did we... I mean, do we know? I mean, I only watched I the episode I forgot about the aura until he rocked yeah. up. Like, completely yeah. as a race. Yeah. Forgot about who they were. But have, have I forgotten about why... Like, why were we seeking the Warriors of Sodan? Oh, because... T- plot. To right. Do, do with, <laughs> yeah. For the to do with helping, um, like... It's reunite all the 
the Jaffa. The Jaffa. Jaffa. Yeah, stuff, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that was what I wrote at the end. My notes, I'm like, this just feels like a real sort of seed-planting sort of episode. Because I always felt it was for character development, forced character development for Cameron Mitchell to be able yeah. to be strong with Jafar ways mm. and have a little bit more breadth to his character. Because again, just, and, he's and, a colonel. And much mm. like Deus Ex Machina, um, the last episode, this I think would have been a better episode if Tilk was with the Sodan. Like that's true. If we if we go back to the whole thing with Tilk and Garak, it's like, okay, well he's got this enemy now that's trying to sort of split apart this thing that Tilk and and Braytek have tried to create. So it's like if yeah, if Tilk went seeking the Sodan as allies to help bolster his position, it's like if he can bring these people in that are almost a myth, like bring them back into the fold, it'd be great. So it's like if Tilk was the one that was then stuck with the Sodan. And the, even though they're Jafar, like their ways could be so different to mm. the way Jafar normally. Mm. It's like Tilk and they learning. Think he's weak because he has no. Yeah, he has, he has the Tritonin, You know, he yeah. still has his head symbol, all that kind of stuff. Like that could be a really, really cool way to see, like, almost a version of like racism within the Jafar. Mm. Like, you know, being like, oh, you're so weak. At... But again, it's just like, oh, let's just do the Last Samurai and put yeah. Mitchell in there. <laughs> which, yeah, which, like you said, it's, it's forced you know character development for Mitchell because he is the new guy. So yeah. we need to get, we need to learn more about him. Yeah, to catch and we up. Also, he needs skills. He needs. Um, yeah. Now he can fight from now on. That's, yeah. That's the other thing. Well, you have to separate yeah. the leader of SG One from the rest of the team for a while. Yeah, yeah. true. You're At right. At least he didn't get anyone pregnant. <laughs> that, that we know, know of. that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. There was that little Asian girl that was looking at him. <laughs> so, are we really going there? <laughs> hey, Mitchell was the one that went there. So, oh. okay. Sorry, I meant Mitchell the character, not Mitchell. Oh, thank this God, is weird. Jesus. This is weird. Just, to, just yeah. to clear that up, thank you. <laughs> the um, other, the other weird thing Mitchell did, Mitchell the character, is there's that moment, and it, I know they did it just to look cool, but it's like he walks. I think it's when we first see the um, the prior come. But you see Cam and he walks up and he goes up to the water bucket and he like takes a sip of water out of it. Mm. But then he takes another spoon of it and like pours it over the back of his head to cool him down. And, and it goes then, in the bucket. And then leans yeah. over the bucket so it goes back into the bucket. And I'm like, I hope that's just his water bucket <laughs> and not it's like a communal, communal bucket. water bucket. Because otherwise that is so unsanitary. I was thinking, hey, we piss in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. This water tastes funny. <laughs> I mean, and I know all the Jafar have, you know, they have their symbiotes that protect them from getting sick. But damn, yeah. dude, that's just going to make the water taste funky. Yeah. Like, and it's already going to taste bad. Like, because, you know, they're just living in a village. They're not going to have Brita water filters. So it's like... <laughs> Come on, man. Just think about it. Yeah, natural springs. Yeah. You know, and chances are that Mitchell hasn't showered for like a month at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly, true. exactly. So, yeah, there's going to be some stank on it. Bit of funk. Yeah, I wonder whether, like, the inclusion of Teal, you probably don't need the Ori in there because it's a clash of Jafar then and Jafar mm. now, whereas you have Mitchell in there. He can't communicate with them on a Jafar sort of intellect and, and, and way of things, whereas you bring in the Ori, yeah. he's like, hey, I know these guys, and... You know, your ideologies, theirs and ours, and whether they're lying to you, you're desperate to have them on board or whatever. So maybe, yeah, maybe if you have Tilk yeah. on, you don't have them because, yeah, I, I, it didn't feel out of place when he was walking through because we just keep hearing about these guys just showing up everywhere. I mean, a lot of it's a matter of convenience where, hey, we go to a planet and they've just arrived or mm. they're just about to arrive. Like, what are the chances in this big, wide galaxy that we have? We always mm. just manage to go where these people are either about to or have just been. But it, I don't know, it felt natural because of the way that it progressed and then I guess mm. it gave the people back on the base they were having their own version of that conversation with the injured brother yeah 
and having to you know it's, it's one thing i guess just to try and convince random villagers out there that are looking for a god to pray to as opposed to jafar who have known that their gods were false for 5,000 years and have yeah. been operating as such, but also have been like, hey, the true gods are ancients. Well, these guys aren't the ancients, but oh, f- close they're, clo- they're close enough. Like, yeah. let's just go for them, right? But so, how good would it have been to have Tony Todd and Chris Judge sitting and having conversations? Because it's like, mm. the reason the Sodan went into hiding and using their cloaks and stuff is because they're like, we don't want to have anything to do with any of this bullshit because the girl are the false gods. So Tilk rocking up being like, well, we're all like that now. We're building this nation of free Jafar. The gold are all but extinct. Come join us. Like, come yeah. come join and, and be with your people and, and see the influence that what you guys did fight. Could there even could be a, a plot point about how, like, whatever the Sodan did 5,000 years ago ignited the spark of, to quote Star Wars, the rebellion mm. that then bled down over the centuries to, to what Tilk and Braytac eventually built. Would have been so much more of an interesting story, yeah. Than yeah, around with the Aura. Because I, I, I mean, I did like the idea that Cameron Mitchell was the outsider, like, well, it was probably the whole Last Samurai thing. Yeah, would have been cool if Tilk was there with him almost. And mm. Mitchell was locked up, and Tilk was like the A side, B side. Yeah, Tilk's talking that could to be interesting. The master about the Jafar history, and then Mitchell's getting his ass whooped by the brother. By the brother. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would have been cool actually. And mm. then yeah, there could have been that whole thing where cuz obviously the big, you know, reveal quote unquote reveal at the end where you know, Mitchell had to fight the guy that had been training him this whole time mm. in in you know, in the in the death match and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like the fact even if you know Hikon had kept that from Tilk as well while they were having their whole communion yeah. about that would have been a cool moment and then it could have helped, you know, build that that relationship between Mitchell and Tilk so like Tilk steps in and is like, no, I'll fight for you or, you know, some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Oh, God, we just need to rewrite this episode now. We can. We can if you want. <laughs> I liked no, that they, we talked about the warrior earlier. They had, mm. they had Joe Marseille coup yeah. with the challenge for leadership. This one, they mentioned Joe Marseille Talek, which is the ritual or the challenge for Kel Shaklo, which is the 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 fight revenge is a bit dish best so I, mess, I assume that was just like a, a challenge for, that's three yeah. <laughs> that's three <laughs> i think that's shakespeare isn't it yeah maybe yeah yeah but he didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> it was weird timing actually because like i said i had to watch this early this morning this episode before we came in to record because last night when i sat down to watch it my mum gave me a call, and it just turned into such a long conversation. Oh God, my God, we went off on Lewis's the, Cantor. Oh my God, the through Cantor. line. Okay, you've had a conversation with your mum on the phone out there. You know what I'm talking about. It it went on to some areas, and somehow, like again, I I, I must have thrown. Mum spoke about something. I'm well, there's something. Out. I'm like, look, mum, I watch a lot of sci-fi. Okay, <laughs> I could talk to you about concepts you've never heard of, and I don't understand <laughs> them. But I've seen some shit written in shows. Okay, I could talk, but it was just about faith and and me questioning like how religion is still intact in the way that it is now compared to where it was even 200 years ago, 500 years ago. Like we really haven't. It hasn't leveled down that much. Like we still treat it. With what we know, with how we know it, yet this is still very much an accepted, well, we don't know about it, so that means it might be true. And she said, no, it's all about faith, you know, like it's not even about believing in 
necessarily that the earth was created in seven days. And not, not that she's a religious person, but she's just speaking, mm. you know, in, I, defense, quote unquote. I wasn't attacking anyone, but in defense of that idea, you know, it's not it's not necessarily about, you know, creating the earth in seven days. It's just more about just having faith in something. And I'm like, yeah, but you could, you know, like I have... I'm, spiritual might be a poor word, but like I can be that. I can have faith in stuff, but it doesn't necessarily mean thinking about the invisible man in the sky or anything. Mm. But uh, the invisible sky bully, Mitchell. Sorry, sorry. Yes, uh, <laughs> adult Santa, as I call him at this time of the year. Um, but uh, Mitchell having the words to the bloke training him, saying, "Hey, back on our Earth, back on our planet, you know, we have the freedom to be able to believe in our God." without the need to see him, without needing proof that they're real. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> 12 hours ago, I was having this exact conversation yeah. with like, my Mom, mother. If, if you'd have called an hour later, I uh, could have blown your mind. Like, the, I had to pause this episode nine minutes in to have a conversation with her that included something that was going to be included in this episode. It blew my mind this morning. <laughs> almost didn't listen to the rest of the scene I because I was had, just... I always had issue with this show, how they talk about how your God's fake and this, but our God, oh, that's different. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, you can't be. It's one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Our God God's got a capital G, but yeah, 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 Odin, yeah. <laughs> and my boy, like he was, he's ten now, but he's might have only been nine. Might have only been recently that um, he came home and he was, we we're talking about stuff. He's learned about different mythologies, and uh, you know, I love trying to call Christianity, you know, Christian mm. mythology around my very religious um, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't uh, quite tested those waters yet, but um, you know, him learning about different mythologies and stuff, and like Greek mythology, and and you know, we're talking about you know Zeus, and and then you know, you might talk about your Odins or your Thors or whatever different. Any type of different god, and he's like, you know, yeah, and he he understands the idea of why people, why those mythologies were or created, or why they grew, or how they believed in them, and why whatever it is. But then he goes, well, you know, but we know that they're not. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess so. And he's like, but we know our god's real. Like we obviously know that. And I'm like, well, how do I have this comment, mate? You're going back to a Catholic school, like, you know, how do I? Either I say yes, but I don't know any more than you do, or I say no. And then I'm an arsehole because I'm telling you something directly different than what your upbringing is going to be when you're away from my house. So I don't know. I just I was just completely blown away by the coincidence of yeah, yeah this and episode. He just, and he then just, just had his. It was only a couple of months ago. He had his what confirmation or communion or whatever. One of them. One of those. One of the first holy communion. I say to my kids, you can believe what you want, but the truth is nobody knows. So mm. yeah. if they say they know, they're mm. probably lying. When you do die. <laughs> And yeah. you get to those pearly gates, you're like, yeah, I knew all along. Yeah. <laughs> Check the receipts, yeah, bro. muddy waters. We needed, you know. We needed I just a, had to pretend. We needed someone in the last 2,000 years to come along. <laughs> but Mitchell, yeah, he doesn't strike me as a very religious, spiritual character. So the idea that he can then can just speak in against the Ori and go, hey, look, we'll look back home. We're free to do it, whatever we want. We don't even need proofs. The idea that you guys are siding with these guys, even though they're not the ones that you believe in, but because they're the closest living proof to those ones that you believe in, then we'll, you'll go with them and it's going to be dangerous for not only you, but everyone else after you. They're going to wipe all this out. You tease, you know, that he, he made a point of saying. Um, so I like the idea that he wasn't there going, no, nah, they're not real and no gods are real. It was like, hey, he essentially just said what Brendan said. I, look, I don't know. Yeah. But you can back home, you believe whatever you want without needing to see it. No one persecuted, well, you know, it's not persecuted not free in religion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say short of Kinsey, he's probably the most religious character we've had in a while. Like, human that we've had in a while. Oh, okay, right. Not so much him, but it's like he just references his, he references his grandmother a yeah. lot right. and she was a very religious person. So I think it 
it might be one of those instances where he kind of he has a reverence for his grandmother. He may not necessarily believe everything she believes, yeah. But he finds a little bit of comfort in in how confident she was in her mm. beliefs. And stuff or maybe like he that. did have that, but so, now that he's out there seeing some, he's like, look, yeah. there, there was a way that mm. I was raised, and there's the shit that I've seen yeah. and yeah. fought against. Yeah. They don't necessarily line up next to it. Broad so new horizons. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Oh, where, where's he from? Is he from Texas? Um, Mississippi, so. maybe Tennessee. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, because like obviously, part certain parts of the U.S. are wherever macaroons are from. The old what are they called? The, the Bible Belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, big sky now, now country. Like looking, big sky yeah. country. We're we're googling Holly. We're googling. <laughs> Boring, isn't background. it? I just watched googling. 1883. He grew up in Auburn, Kansas. There we go. Kansas. Kansas. Of course. That strikes me as quite a religious type of area. Yeah. It would make sense. And if you're from Kansas and that's and that's not you, then obviously we're speaking about someone else. So we don't want to generalize. Dorothy Gale. Who would know? (laughs) Who the hell is Dorothy Gale? But yeah. How many times have we seen this particular prior though that rocks up as well? He's a smoky man, right? He's a busy man. Yeah, he's busy. This is his first appearance, though, is it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? This, this is Are you the. Sure? Oh, I feel like I've. Well, then again, be... I have. Is seen he the X Files guy? Yeah, yeah they yeah. made a big deal out of the X Files in the commentary and stuff. They made a big deal about it being the X Files smoking guy. Mm. Have we seen him before in? in I, I, when he popped up, I'm like, oh yeah, cool, he's back. Like I, sh- I thought we had, but that might just be memories from 15 years ago watching it for the first time. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, look. look. God, we're googling so much this episode, Holly. You'd be so impressed. Every question, well, like someone have, cracks out a phone, it's brilliant. I have the IMDb app on my phone. Is that technically Googling? Uh, it's yeah, a pass. It's close like, enough. Okay, all right. Fair um, Talk my, amongst yourselves while I find it. My favourite line, I'm glad that he was part of the uh, the commentary, but um, it, it did come from Gary Jones. And thank God I looked down at this note, because otherwise oh, yeah. I'm sitting there going, he wasn't even in this episode, but I love that he was commentating on it. No. Um, when <laughs> he's on episodes of Atlantis he's never been yeah, in. Yeah, with at least that, like he's very clearly not in it, whereas this, I'm like, <laughs> he might have been. But um, where they're back at the base, whatever's going on, and then they're like, unscheduled off-world activation. And they rush in, and he's like, we're getting an, uh, an, an IDC, sir. It's Colonel Mitchell. You're kidding. I would never do that, sir. <laughs> do you think he's like contracted like... for a certain amount of hours <laughs> that he has so to good. do? And they're like, how can we fill this yeah, up? Yeah, we need Gary. Potentially. <laughs> Bring Gary in. Um... You're kidding. He's like, do I look like a fucking joke to you? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, you look around this base, all 40 levels of it, and you find someone who takes their role as seriously <laughs> as I do. Yeah. You will not Read find this it. diary, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking Jackson. William B. <laughs> William B. Davis, uh, old prior Damaris. This is his first of two episodes. What? I feel like no we way. see him yeah. a lot more. Yeah, me too. Episodes. Maybe that. Maybe no, they like old old white men. Do they just all look the same? Yeah, right? yeah, they yeah. Oh, God, see now we've bookended it. We're fine. <laughs> well, well. Speaking I thought of... it was Joe Biden for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy's got more brains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Biden's old. <laughs> uh, speaking speaking of white people, uh, in the audio commentary, um, Peter and. Gary do talk about just just how hard it is to be a white person. Oh, Jesus. This is our episode that is most like a feature film that you may or may not have seen called The Last Samurai. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Which is not to be confused with Dances with Wolves, in which a white person <laughs> starts to... Appropriates a culture. What it's like to yeah. be not white. Right. Which exactly. is a real drag yeah. for some white people. Yeah. They go, what do you mean I have to wear a bathrobe and only eat rice? That's crazy! <laughs> 
And, and what do you mean? I have to, I have to uh, oh, hunt how, buffalo. I know, and how about this? By the way, could you please speak English <laughs> right. so I can understand you? Right, like I've come all this way yeah. to learn about your culture, yeah. but I'm going to make you speak English. <laughs> <laughs> it's also crazy. But they, but they can always speak the native tongue at the end of the movie. Yeah. Even yeah. Though you never see it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. And the- <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's again good timing to be talking about it in in that sense. It's like people. oh, it's Last Samurai. It's kind of like uh, uh, Dances with Wolves, mm. and that's obviously how Avatar released a couple of weeks yeah. ago. That's refer- it's, oh, it's Dances with Wolves. It's Pocahontas, and it's like yeah, and it's like eighteen thousand other movies where someone ends up in a thing because they were doing a thing that they mm. end up going against by the end of the film. It's like not new storytelling. Did they it's not kind of see the first to- Avatar. That, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly the same. It's a, yeah, that's a yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's oh, it's just it's it's the same as this one story. And I'm like, look at storytelling. Is it because overall, that one okay? guy in the I haven't seen the sequel yet. Yeah. but the one guy I saw in the trailer, he actually he's like how, like he's uh, fucking well, actually sounds like a Native American. Well, what a new avatar in the trailer. That's what it that might be. Oh, that might be Cliff like Curtis the... character. He's the Kiwi actor. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, which. Just, Impressive stuff for Cliff Curtis. It's wonder that he doesn't pop up in Stargate somewhere because he's kind of in everything. And he's like, I think in the world, he's the one actor who's played the most, the most amount of ethnicities. Like he's, oh. I, I think he first came across my radar. Collateral Damage. He was like the terrorist leader that Arnie fought in that film, and so he was playing like, oh, yeah. you know, some kind Muhammad. of South American. He's played Middle Eastern. He's played obviously a Kiwi. He's played just a regular, like an African American, and now he gets to play a blue alien. He's like just he's an just, man. He's just yeah. ticking a lot like, of boxes. Uh, was it? Is it Family Guy that make that joke about like The Rock? And they just like oh, yeah. how he can just play any ethnicity. <laughs> yeah, quite well. Black Adam people like you know, Everyone's like you know they're like oh it's it's really like, true to the culture because it's set in the, the Middle Eastern country that it's supposed to be. And everyone, all the actors there, it's like yeah, but you got The Rock. Like yeah. you know he's got Samoan heritage. They he don't was know born in Hawaii or wherever you you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a mythical land. <laughs> they just turn the lighting down more to make him look a little bit darker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just put some uh, cocoa butter on him. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. So this is what I'm going to listen uh, to that clip from the commentary again later. I think that was just a um, listen. Oh, listen to the whole thing. Listen to the whole commentary. <laughs> yeah. A a white person and what a drag it is to have to not be white. Yeah, this is one of those Peter Deloise directed episodes where we don't actually see him make a cameo either. Ooh, yeah, cool. He's the only white person <laughs> yeah. in the Jafar village. Cree, <laughs> <Maybe Yeah>. brilliant. <laughs> he's big enough to look he's, like one of them. He's yeah. he's one of those little kids watching Mitchell get his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Just some really good makeup. He's one of the bags of sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the um the line about that where Mitchell says that's a really really bad way to keep time. Peter Deloise added that. That wasn't in the script. Right. He was just like, this is a really bad way to do things. Yeah. That and the um. Especially when they got outstanding technology with everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Like he even said we, like we. The ancients left designs here for us to copy. Yeah, they built the Sodan clothes. Yeah. They weren't yeah. just left they to them. They, they built the yeah, Sodan clothes. Yeah, but they can't get a stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> when he stabs that stick or whatever it is into it, he gets like deep Yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, I want this to come out really <laughs> fast. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that That's is not crazy. an accurate time. I wonder, device. I was asking at the end, why didn't the brother go with Mitchell back to the SGC because I was I was waiting for it to happen because Mitchell walked in first. He's like, you've got a visitor. And Mitchell walks in. He's like, ah, you, you shot me. He's like, well, obviously I shot you because you shot me, you know, mm. a little argument. And I was waiting for the brother to walk in like a minute later. And he just like, look, I'm going to go in. I'm going to really piss off your brother in a second, but it'll make for a 
great entrance. If you just let me go in there and antagonize him <laughs> after he's been essentially kept prisoner for six weeks, just hold off for 30 seconds and you come in later and, and save the day. And he didn't. And then they get back to like the gate room essentially and it's like, no, he's still not there and we're just going to send you off on your on your way. Don't worry, we'll probably see each other again. And I'm like, bro, mm. you're mates with his brother. Like, yeah. you just, there's, there's ground, like it's obviously ground to explore later because we never again see Tony Todd after hardly a farewell scene so i'm like this it just yeah. felt like a real seed planter of an episode well, for for that group which is great i'm happy about that but um yeah just i don't know i was, I was surprised that we didn't see a little bit more of a wrap up on certain yeah. threads towards well, the, the end the brothers don't actually exchange any dialogue with each other in the entire film yeah like they're obviously in the same scene at the ambush at the start mm. They don't interact. Like, at they could all. have been played by the same actor. They could have been twins, yeah. and they could have been played by the same actor. And I had because they did look so similar, and obviously they, they gave them the exact same facial hair. It wasn't until mm. this probably the second main scene that the injured brother back at the SGC had a, had a lot of dialogue. I'm like, oh, you actually don't sound anything alike. Yeah, and that's the difference here because otherwise it probably could have just been the same actor, and that would have made sense why they never shared a scene where in one shot both of them were there. So, mm. and I'm wondering how how they explained to Tony Todd's character. If, like, the guy back in the village, you know, quote-unquote killed uh, Mitchell, then he goes, oh, I'm going to go and do that uh, little ceremony and I'm going to bury him by himself, whatever that is. And then, even if they're still to believe that he's dead, how do they explain that the brother yeah, is all of a sudden come, alive again? He comes back with the alive brother they thought was dead so, that the uh, whole ceremony was based on. That whole like, process. You killed that white guy for nothing and your brother's <laughs> around here. And he's like, well, I didn't actually kill him. And they're like, well, well you're just I haven't Get seen the, the last the samurai. Village. I didn't no, know that he, he was spilled, supposed to live. He spilled blood. That, yeah. It wasn't anything to do with uh, killing. Did you notice, though, that at the start, the brother that got shot, he mm. actually copped two shots. Mm. From the staff yeah, weapon, but then he only uh, had one injury. Yeah, and they were treating. They had when to got, when he shot him in that one shot. There was no yes, like wound or because it was all in one it. shot where he yeah. rushed at Mitchell. Yeah. You saw the blast go off, and then he stumbled back, and the smoke cleared, and yeah. there was no injury. Cut back to Mitchell. <laughs> cut back to the guy who falls on the ground with this giant like crater in his in yeah. his guts, and I was like, oh, that's. That's a little bit unfortunate. Something that I that I equally love and hate is when Mitchell gets up out of the bed and he like starts pulling like they've obviously like packed the wound with mm. stuff and he starts like pulling the shit out of like the packing and I'm just like oh <laughs> it would have been so crusty yeah <laughs> like I, I love it because it gives you that reaction but then I hate the reaction that it gives me I'm just like Whoa. that'll never heal if you don't stop picking yeah because for a second I'm like are they are they maggots did they just put maggots in there to eat the dead yeah. flesh yeah <laughs> Mitchell's sitting there yeah. when no one's looking he's just like pick pick. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing quite so satisfying as like picking at a scab too. So that Ugh. could be could be that. Kind of... <laughs> I got one. Here. You can go and... <laughs> just a personal thing. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. yeah okay. <laughs> You've clearly had plenty of girlfriends that like to like squeeze the zits on your back and stuff, don't you? No, just a wife. <laughs> they all love to do it, eh? Mm. Mm. She like, seeks it out. You can see it from the other side of the room. Like, well, I suppose she's, she's a nurse too, isn't she? So she yeah, loves all that kind of shit. She's trained for that shit. Yeah. Yes. Scab lifters. Yeah. She's like, your body's disgusting and I love it. <laughs> oh, she never went that far unless, unless you guys have had conversations off air and I'd ask you to stop doing that. <laughs> no, that, that, I, I actually really like that episode. That is one of my favourite episodes mm. of yeah. uh, this sort of era. Of I do like it. I liked it a lot more during this rewatch. I, I just felt, um, I think in my last... My first few watches was just felt forced in that, oh, we're trying to yeah. learn from Mitchell here. But yeah, I As, did enjoy it this time. Yeah, across the whole season, it fits in really, really nicely. 
like if you're binging the whole season, it's great, which is what I tend to do. Like some, I think we've spoke about this before. A lot of time, if I, you know, I want a, I want a decent SG one hit, um, but I don't want to do like the whole series. I'll just do seasons nine and 10. Like, Mm. and as a whole, they're really, really good. So I think, yeah, this episode, this episode really helps, you know, yeah, flesh out Mitchell, but as a single episode, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like the ending's kind of a bit, oh, oh, I need a bit more than that. And it is obviously set up for, you know, because we do go back to the Sodan village one more time this season. Mm. Um, Yeah, I remember that sand pit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it just kind of leaves me a little bit, like, I just, I want the next episode already. Like, if if It's a cool set too. Yeah. They build that? Yeah, they did. They built it just That's for that. I'm so glad they didn't reuse like the the, the Ori generic, set, yeah. the village set, which we were at last week with um, Trinity when yeah. um, Taylor and and Ronan were in that set. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I really like the um the Sodan village. It's yeah, really it's cool. cool. Apparently, the the little training pit where Mitchell and Old Mate were training was supposed to be in the middle of the village, but Peter Deluisa was like, "Well, if we film there." then you don't get to see the cool village. So they kind of moved it to sort of the outskirts. Uh, yeah. as like a training area. So they had that it's cool backdrop of, yeah. the, of the whole Makes village. Sense. So you could really get your money's worth out of it. Yeah. He said the reverse though was just like, you could just see like trucks and stuff <laughs> driving by. So they were really pushing it as terms as, yeah. in terms of set. If we get a new Stargate series though, we need to have like a general Mitchell running the SGC. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. How loose. Well, like he'd be old enough. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been in the program for a long enough time by now. Yeah, I mean, he only needs to pop up one rank. I think he? in Brad so... Wright's pilot that he wrote, it was Colonel, it was General Carter. She was the general. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think good. we have spoken about that before on, on the pod about a, the mm. idea of a General Carter. That is, that is tasty. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. All that power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd have like the Hammond feel. You just trust her. Like yeah. there's yeah. no like Landry now. You're like, I just don't know whether you're gonna make the right call. Like who to trust and when? Hammond, you always knew he was gonna trust these people. Yeah, you know he's a good leader, but also knew yeah, but Hammond wouldn't ever give up on Mitchell either. No, Landry's no, like, no, not yeah, yeah, because I got budgets, got bills to pay. It's like, yeah. nah, man. <laughs> this is when Hammond gets we'll just himself. turn the lights off for a day and we'll pay yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, cancel the Jello. For the- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Landry always seems angry. Like, he always just seems annoyed yeah, and angry all does. the time. Uh, unless it's his daughter and she's yeah. f-ing rolling her eyes out. Oh, how much attitude did oh. she give? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's still a general. Yeah. You don't talk yeah. to him oh. like that. Sorry. As someone who works with slash for their father, I yeah. totally agree with everything yeah, that oh, he's doing. It's I think understandable. It's a bit different, though. He's the leader of the base. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. she's like, why? So you can torture him in front of everyone? Yeah. He's like... If he could just tell me when he wakes up, that's what I'm asking you to do. He's just always so crazy. Like, he doesn't mean. And then me. she didn't. Either. Yeah, no. She's a. <laughs> f- now, is she a civilian or is she a military doctor? Yeah, good point. Good point because we yeah, we know mm. that like we, we, we eventually we, found out that Janet was military. Yeah, ja- Janet was always she in, was, in the air she force. She would always wear yeah. stuff. So is yeah, what's her name? Carolyn Lamb. Is she, 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 she a nev- civilian? She never wears a uniform or any rank insignia. Mm. And you think, given her distaste for her dad, she'd never join the military. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, and I because I guess yeah, like the the chick that we had in between. Fraser and her, she was a civilian as well. Plain Jane. Yeah, plain Jane, forgettable plain Jane. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say I'd say she's civilian. Mm. Yeah. So That's why she gets away with the attitude. <laughs> yeah. That's why she's here. Yeah. She's no, like, been here for Lan- nine Lan- hours. Landry never like 
I don't think he is angry all the time, but he's just so like confident and the way he strides into a room, he just seems angry and he's always wearing his jacket, which makes you think he just wants to leave. Yeah. He does, but he he's always... like, I've got my leather jacket on. I'm ready to fucking leave. That's tell his... me this shit so I can get the fuck out. That, that, I feel that, like... that is typical of general rank, uh, like staff officers though. They come in and they think they fucking know everything. Uh, like, yeah. dude, you know but, nothing. But <laughs> that's, that's the tone he gives me is that he's always late for something. Like, that's, <laughs> like he, it's not necessarily that he's angry, but he's just gotten a call from someone back at the mm. Pentagon going, hey, where's that answer to that problem? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he rushes into a room. He's like, we can't. He's like, the eyes are open. He's like, his yeah. chin popped up just a little bit. And yeah, he's, he's like, he's got that real mouth we can't be, yeah, we, yeah, we can't be looking for Mitchell for He's got that longer. brown leather jacket on that's always zipped up like he's just ready to go. Like, yeah. it's a snow day and he's ready to go outside maybe, straight away maybe he's on a treasure hunt around the base still looking for the key for the desk from <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i've got to get back to looking for that key God damn it. um now also <laughs> someone <laughs> told me this card doll in the closet where's the where's the total levels one through seven i'm hitting i'm hitting level eight today i've got a good feeling about it how far into the program did you meet the tall <laughs> i'll start on base 13 <laughs> Um, I, okay, oh, I might be a little bit late to the party here. Like we've always joked, we we've spoken about uh, Michael Shanks' real life daughter, and we've what do we nickname her? Little Lamb, Rosemary Lamb Shanks. But his wife plays Doctor Lamb yeah. Yeah. on the show. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever ever thought about it. And you just said her first name, and you saying her first name followed by her last name. I'm like, holy shit, her name is Lamb yeah. in the show, but she's married to a guy called Sha. That's she Lamb is Shanks. Lamb that, Shanks. That, that is the and joke. And that's yeah. the joke, right? Because that's what I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is that where this joke come from? They're like brought her onto the show, which I mean, you're yeah. kind of tying them down in a way forever in a sense that you bring her on. Well, she's married to Shanks. We've got to yeah. call her Lamb or something. And I was like, how have I never noticed I that before? I wouldn't be surprised. And assume if that that's a that's That would have been an inside right? joke from Surely. the staff writing. Yeah. For sure. yeah, I would say as soon as they, I reckon the character had a different name because Lexa Doig did come in and read for the role. They didn't just give it to her. Obviously, once she read, they're like, well, we better hire her because she's Shanks's missus. Who created her character? I don't know. What was she in the pilot? It's like Cooper oh, sitting there the pilot, going, I did she, that. The, <laughs> the season nine pilot. Yeah, was she in the season opener? Avalon? Uh, I feel like. Michael, I've written a role no, for you. She wife. came in a couple of. Uh... I don't know. But anyway, like, yeah, I, I would imagine, like, the character name was probably something different. And then they went, okay, well, we can have some fun here with Lamb Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's where it came from. So. Because if yeah, if their daughter is a is We're is, is a doig and a shanks, well mm. she's technically a lamb shanks. <laughs> yeah. So her first name is Rosemary. Brilliant. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Rose, I love it. It's a hyphenated last name. It's Rosemary yeah. Lamb Shanks. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. canon now. Yeah. yeah. Real life canon. I can't yeah. believe it took you that long to get that. <laughs> I've just <laughs> never thought because whenever she pops up, I'm more thinking about the fact that when we started rewatching season nine for the pod, and I'd forgotten about their relationship, and I couldn't yeah, remember. I'd forgotten about her character. Yeah, so like <laughs> I was constantly trying to work out a what's their relationship, and two why the fuck has she got so much attitude. Never really thought about the, <laughs> the Lamb Shanks connection. She pops up, and I'm like, oh, they're Shanks's misses. Like I know yeah. that. I know. Do they that. all know that it's the father and daughter? Well, they're all. Not, it almost feels like yeah, it, it's a, they, a it's a secret still. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, because it was we only as an audience we only found out a couple of episodes ago. I mean, it's only what episode eight of the season. Mm-hmm. She's not been in every episode, but yeah, there was definitely in the first couple of episodes from when she was there. It was kind of yeah. a we weren't sure the relationship between Landry and Lamb. So yeah, I don't think anyone else on the base knows. There is a running gag. I think we've spoken about it where 
Ben Browder and Lexa Doig basically have a running gag where they be fucking. Like there's there's, yeah. there's an episode I think we might have already done it already where um Cam comes out of the elevator it's, it's like Cam and and Doctor Lamb come out of the elevator and he Cam's just like subtly doing up like his top button because mm. that's to them they were banging in the elevator um <laughs> uh, previously so no, I think I read somewhere that that was a storyline they were going to go with um but oh. it didn't eventually but Shanks he said interesting or no. oh, he'll leave yeah. again yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll ascend again guys they're like they're don't like, think I won't either shave either shave your beard or you know do Robert's just waiting line. to write that don't yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah. It's a repeated storyline. You know he'll do it. He's done it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode 203, Babylon. And I've mentioned coincidences uh, before. And there's been plenty of times in the podcast history where whenever we've talked about a certain episode, something coincidental to that episode happens in real life, whether it's a date, whether it's another movie, there's an actor that pops up, something. There's a movie coming out. It's already out in the States, but there's the Babylon movie. Damien Chazelle, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. It comes out in cinemas in like three days. I just thought the fact that this podcast has been so delayed over the COVID period, the day, the, the week that we released an episode called Babylon, there's a film coming out called Babylon Didn't in Brad cinemas Pitt already do a movie called Babylon? Or something like that. No, that was that. Troy. Sorry, I, I tuned out everyone My else's bad. names after you said Margot Robbie. Yeah, was, yeah. Mm. I thought it already came out and bombed, I read. Yeah, it didn't do well. It made like three million bucks in its opening weekend, so it's not. It's, it's definitely not no Avatar. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you've got Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, you'd expect it to make more than three million. And there's a yeah. shit. They should have just promoted. There's a lot of nudity. Like it starts off at a oh. Hollywood party, and yeah. there's like orgies and shit going on, and there's like elephants walking through while there's no. There's a scene I've heard about it. There's an orgy, and an elephant runs through the scene. Like it's just some <laughs> wild old school Hollywood producing party shit. And yes, I'll be going to watch yeah. it. Just Unbridled. I'm research. just reading the synopsis. Unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. Look, I'm in. Look, love it. Look, you're gonna Margo see Robbie you're, nudity. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, you might see some side boob and Brad Pitt. You're gonna see some, and there's, there's never enough Brad Pitt. That guy's Ooh. sixty. He's Woof, an Adonis. Wow. Like, if you, if you go on oh. IMDb and go under the parents guide where it has like violence and gore, <laughs> profanity, sex and nudity, normally it's like mild, high, blah blah. These all say severe. Oh. Severe sex and nudity. That's severe true. violence and gore. Severe profanity. Severe alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and severe, frightening, and intense scenes. What has all this warning? About ba- Babylon. Yeah, I just wanted you to say Babylon so that I can use this as like a teaser towards the podcast and hey. make it seem like this episode has all of that. Was like, oh, shit. I'm going to watch this episode of Stargate. I like it. All right, we're going to be back next week, episode 204, because that's where numbers work. And we're doing a bit of a double episode. It's not a part one and part two, but you guys have said to mm. me, the first time watcher of Atlantis, that it there's a, there's enough storyline carryover. It's one of these episodes, which we've done before, well, a two-part for the podcast. There's also not a lot of storyline in the first episode. Ooh, so I just okay. thought if we double them up, they work together as a double and that way it'll save um instinct being about a 15 minute podcast okay okay all right sounds good and it'll catch up the numbers as well because today's episode was episode eight of Mm. uh sg1 season nine and next week is episode seven and eight yeah it felt really really nice to like get to the end of both disc two of Mm. both seasons i was like (laughs) yeah this feels nice i like this i mean i'm carrying less into the studio we watch instinct and conversion yeah correct all right let's do it do your homework guys double up uh get into gate hysterogate podcast that's uh that's a little bit of coronemic there we'll put that that in again at the end of the pod i just want to use that at the end of every podcast actually we might start doing that Uh, on twitter talking about his son as the seed of nemec I'm like, come on, yeah, man. I like the it. seed. Of is that his man. handle oh, at seed of Nemec? That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Stargate, get it a gate. 
podcast search us on the socials and things you can find us on your podcast channels you've probably already done that but if not spread mm. the word just grab mm. that copy oh, link and send it to every spread it at everyone it. you you want spread show us your babylons and get yeah. onto yeah. patreon <laughs> 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 great people youtube and stuff brendan will spread his sheets yep, yep. i'll show get you my lamb shanks and he'll <laughs> that sounds hotter than anything we've said so far <laughs> i'll lamb your shanks see oh do more of that, guys. You yeah. just say one word, a two-word thing, and you say, I'll, first word, your second word. It works in everything. My mum used to do that so much that it never worked out well for her. Because <laughs> I would call her out and she'd be like, that's not what I meant, you know it. <laughs> Mom! Get into geek. Get into gate. Get into gate, Stargate podcast. Get into it now before it's too late.